Welcome to Design Thinking Games, a gaming and user experience podcast. Card-carrying UXers Tim Broadwater and Michael Schofield examine the player experience of board games, pen and paper role-playing games, live action games, and video games. Play through the backlog on your podcatcher of choice and on the web at designthinkinggames.com. Did you download Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt? <laughs> no, but I did pre-order it. So I bought it um, on, on uh, Steam. and uh, It's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's free to play. I bought a pack or something. I, I, I entered my credit card number for something. So I must have gotten like the, I got the pass. Special percenter. Yeah. Yeah. I've played three or four games today of it. Of it? Oh my God. Tell me. Like, what do you think? So, like, it is like Fortnite, but on crack, without the building, but with vampires. And each character class is a clan. So, like, a vanguard is, like, a rogue is, like, a bruja, and, like, a vanguard is, like, a a Nosferatu or something. Like, I'm totally butchering it, but... No, that's right. um, It loads super quick. It is heavy action. And then, in the course of the game, you can literally... Um, if you you get if you get killed by another vampire, um, you get one life. You come back. However, if you come back and you drink the blood of a human, it lets you come back another time. But anytime you drink the blood of a human, and I don't know if this is in vampire mythology, but there is um, an organized government entity that hunts the vampires and yeah, is aware. The, the Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah, kind of behind the masquerade. And if you, like, drain a human, like, you can come back to life again. But then they know it's, like, reported. And then they, they will come after you. Like, tactical dudes will come to hunt you. In addition to all the vampires that are going to hunt you. Is everyone a player other than the tactical dudes? Yeah, everyone literally is. It is, like, you are logged into Prague. Um, this, whoever this entity is that is, like, the Inquisition or the or whatever... They are burning down the city and smoking you out. And so that's how the ring, like Fortnite, kind of keeps getting slower and slower. And it not slower and slower, but smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's a battle it's royale. Forcing, yeah. Yeah. So it forces you into the middle of Prague um, and because they're coming. Uh, and so you are there's a story that leads into it, but it's basically like all the clans are at war with one another. And sure. they're just like fucking each other up <laughs> like it's crazy. And so in addition to that um that's when this inquisition or whatever is like you know kind of also hunting you and so it is super fast paced it is amazing you have sniper rifles and you have shotguns and axes and bats and like dual wielding pistols in addition to like dude you can just climb and scale buildings and and like jump from building to building and suck the blood out of people and use powers to track people and transform and like hide and turn invisible it's cool very cool. My first impressions of it are like, this is going to be hotness. People are going to love it. And I think it's a lot of people are playing it on Twitch right now. I noticed a couple of people I follow the day it came out, they yeah. started twitching it, you know. I'm going to have to check it out. It, what it seems like what you're describing is that it's surprisingly in canon also. right? Like, yeah. So there's even like a narrative of like Prague um, under siege, which I think is um, a thing, um, like an event. Oh, elsewhere. Yeah, I'm interested to see, yeah. like, once you get the, once you spin it up and play it, I want you to send me a comment or tell me what you think about 
um, the story to see how canon it is, but it feels pretty canon. I'm I'm pretty excited. Can I can I ask you? So I mean, you described it as Fortnite. Is that only because of the battle royale, or is it sort of cartoony? No, not cartoony at all. The graphics I yeah. thought were impressive, but just the the economy of the action and sure. the speed at which you play, mm-hmm. and then it forcing you. Like it basically shrinking the map and forcing you into the middle. Yeah. Um, which is not always the same place. It always, it may shrink you to the left side or it may shrink you to the bottom or it may shrink you to like this church. It, it just depends. Sure. Can I ask, have you played many battle royals? Probably not because I've tried Fortnite and I was just like, eh. yeah, yeah. And I was just never a big, you know, fan. I get the appeal, you know, yeah. but I just never liked the thing. But this, I, I really liked. I just played like five games one right after another. It was good. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's um I'm curious. For whatever reason, perhaps I had it in my mind, because there's an there's yet another like vampire game um and um uh, coming out or recently released. Uh and there's been a I've been awash in Vampire the Masquerade stuff. I ended up on Vampire TikTok. Um and so uh, I'm super like neck deep in this stuff again. And I'm mm. really enjoying it. Um, I even ordered the Vampire Rule Book because uh, I, I just got it. I was, um, they had a couple LARPs, like Vampire LARPs at PAX East. It was, I, never, I was curious. For a minute, I was piqued. I was like, can I just go watch? But I, I didn't go. So <laughs> I, I suppose my first uh, uh, initial thought was I've played a lot of Battle Royales. I generally enjoy the genre to a point. Okay, so... For me, I don't know what a battle royale is. What oh, can you? Yeah, so battle royale is um, this. I think it's. I, I think I would. I think I would call it a genre or or a category of game style where in multiplayer, imagine you have you know team based collaborative. You have team deathmatch. If you've ever played, you know, like one of the shooters, um, battle royale is um, a Hunger Game style of play where it's you potentially you and a couple like a small party like you and maybe two others um Mm -hmm. against everyone else the resources are things that you have to pick up um they may be randomly generated resources or there may be you know specific locations that you have to find your way to get there you insert differently um every single time and after about you know a couple of minutes or so the effectively the ring of play begins to shrink so you know if you're caught outside this is a common thing this isn't just mm-hmm. a fortnite thing then yeah so so fortnite actually this is actually kind of like fascinating it may not be the originator but um the how this battle royale gameplay emerged into like the mainstream was through this game by i think the studio this is off the top of my head Blue Origins and their game PUBG, P-U-B-G, and it's a public battlegrounds or something like that. Heard of it, but I've never played it yet. We are super privileged to be brought to you by Dice Tower Theater because our show is designed to tease apart mechanics and other aspects of game design so we can better understand why they impact us. But this wonkery didn't start because we were born middle-aged. It began with fandom and escapism. When we're throwing dice at the table, we're not hyper-focused on reasons why someone gets advantage. We are there. The blue flame has the great risk, correct? Are you sure, Sophie? 
I foresee a path you can understand, let alone tread. But you will have to walk yourself. As they venture into their fourth season, over 12 hours of story, Dice Tower Theater rekindles that original feeling we get. Are your minds made up too? Then step into the room behind me, adventurous. I wish you find what you seek and can heal your world. Dice Tower Theater, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The idea of PUBG is that you are it's it's uh, it's kind of a real world if Fortnite is sort of like cartoony. And of course, like Fortnite has all these or has had all of these events with Marvel and stuff. The idea of PUBG um, was effectively that you are parachuted in. I believe it was like an Arma mod or a Daisy mod, but you are parachuted in. There's a like at the beginning of the match, you are all in this like um, this uh, four engine plane and it makes its way across the map, which is quite large, uh, multi-terrain, mm-hmm. um, and you can parachute out anywhere you like. Your goal, pick up some weapons, pick up some armor, kill each other, be the last person standing. All the while, the the area of play shrinks. So the, the shrinking area is not a thing that's distinct or new with Fortnite then. Right. So what you're describing to me is sort of like this this battle battle royale. Now, what is unique is maybe like how they play it off. So Fortnite. So anyway, PUBG did this, got really popular. PUBG was notoriously had notorious bugs and UX problems to the point where, as you and I have discussed uh, so many times before, as soon as someone comes in and does kind of like meets those basic expectations, it, it becomes a question. Like the differentiator becomes like the quality of the experience, the UX. So Fortnite wasn't always this battle royale style game, but they created a battle royale and they did it better. Um, and then the Fortnite phenomenon happened. And but Fortnite pre-existed before it got popular because it had a regular like team deathmatch and different build modes. But this battle royale, which they um, ganked from PUBG, they just executed on it. Then you know you see battle royales kind of everywhere. Another popular one that's currently popular still is uh, Apex Legends. And um, and I've heard of that as well. But uh, like literally, just like. I've never played a lot of games in this genre. This is kind of new to me. This is interesting because it is new to you. Um, but this this idea, the shrinking stuff, the resource constraints, the speed, right? Because worst case scenario, if you if you tried your best not to encounter anybody and you just camped, you still have to escape the ring, which is going to drive you closer to other people. And eventually, you know, the ring is going to get you. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, and and yeah, and so the way battle royales are unique are you know kind of like how they express these very basic like mechanics. So Apex, I think this is true for Fortnite. I gotta admit, I'm not a Fortnite player because um, it was too cartoony. But Apex Legends, you can have a, you have a party of three or uh, up to a party of three. PUBG, you can be in a party of four or one against thirty or whatever. Um, the one that really let me down um, because I like my tactical realism. So Battlefield. Uh, one, no, bat or Battlefield V, whatever. One of the Battlefields recently, um, I'm sort of written off this, uh, this 
series, Battlefield. They've they've burned me too many times. But they had one called uh, ba- uh, they had a mode called Firestorm, and that was the idea. And it was supposed to be kind of like a hyper realistic first person shooter battle royale. And basically, you're in a forest, and the forest is burning down around you. And those those are the rings. Oh, wow. um, so this is really interesting that you haven't experienced this before, or this is your first battle royale. Yeah. It is really my first battle royale that I'm like, man, I'm going to play the shit out of this. I mean, because it looks that fun. Amazing. And then, and then leveling up, like when I level up a class, I there's, and I don't know if this is a battle royale thing, but there's like a player experience level, but then also a character experience level. So you as a player have a ranking, apparently. But then when I level up my my Torador or my Bruja or my Nosferatu, <laughs> like they actually, their powers become apparently more potent and you get more things to do. Wait, and then really, so that's what it, I leveled up to like level three or four, like, and that's, and that's, or like maybe twice. That's interesting. Um, when I played and then it, it was giving me all this stuff is like, you know, have this ability and this is unlocked. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't know Well, I'm cool. curious, like, when you said that you played a bunch of battle royales and this is like a genre you like. Sure. Like which ones? Like what's I'm not, and I'm going to ask you the favorite because that's like crappy. But I mean, like which ones have you played and played the most and liked? Ah, shit. So, um, well, um, the one I played the most has been PUBG. Um, I think Apex Legends is the smoothest of the ones I've played. Again, caveat, I know Fortnite is the most popular. It's just too cartoony. I can't get over it. I don't want to play it. Um, but uh, Apex Legends of that caliber is the smoothest in terms of like, you know, bug, like expression of bugs or anything like that. Um, but I have played the most of PUBG. Um I'm trying to think of like the others I've played. There are several. Call of Duty has one. Uh, I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, um, etc. Um, is technically speaking, is like you know Fall Guys. It's free for everyone. Yeah. Um, is that classified as a battle royale? I mean, because you're eliminating people as you go, and I don't know. Yeah, it is. You know, like if it's, it's an it's, online. If a battle royale is an online multiplayer. Um, that's a last man standing kind of thing, yeah. you know, or a survival pit. Then, I mean, Fall Guy, there's only ever one winner. Yeah, know? it's it's even listed. Battle of Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is a platform battle royale game. That's it. That's exactly what it is, man. Yeah. I love Fall Guys. Like, yeah. I did not even know that it was a battle royale because it's like fun, you know, athletic competition. Yeah. So, so compare. So kind of like, you know, like the stand, to take the mountaintop view and you look down before you on your right. You see Fall Guys on the left. You see Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. Compare them. <laughs> Guys, playtesting is hard. If you've ever done that, you know how much of a struggle it can be. And if you haven't, you need to. It's part of good game design. That's why I'm super happy that this season of Design Thinking Games is brought to you by Playtest Kit. Literally playtestkit.com, which is designed by Steve Bromley to help us draw reliable, evidence-based conclusions that inform our design decisions. It gives us all the templates and guidance that we need to test prototypes 
prototypes, recruit, pick the right method, interview people, write surveys, and most importantly, configure and analyze the data so that we can do something useful with it. So whether you've never run a playtest before or you're a pro, this kit is going to save you time and help you get more value from each test you run. So sign up for free resources or go to get the full kit at playtestkit.com. And for the rest of the season, this season only of Design Thinking Games, use the code DESIGNTHINKING to get 10% off and let Steve know who sent you. So I guess I always thought, and I'm the reason why I never, and maybe this is true for other people because, uh, but you know, I always thought like, oh, third person army tactical shooter, whatever, wah wah, and then I never, you know, Call of Duty, and I'm sure if Call of Duty probably is in this genre, or some of the games of Call of Duty are maybe in this genre, I don't yes. know, but like Apex Legends, and then you know, PUBG, like you said, or Battlefield, or like, I, I just stayed away from this genre because of the military tactical realism, which yeah. is great for some people, but just not my jam. Um, but yeah, if you're talking about the genre being this multiplayer video game that is literally a survival last man standing yeah. kind of thing, like, I really do like Fall Guys. I think Fall Guys is fun. Um, and they, they keep coming out with seasons, yeah, yeah, and so with seasons, there's new content, new boards. Um, never played Fortnite a couple times, um, but then yeah, there are, I think there's going to be seasons to Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt. Hundred percent. And and I remember this about like, um, you know, um, Fortnite is that despite the cartooniness like what people really loved about it is like you had total costume creation in it like you could be a ninja turtle or you could be john wick or you could be um sailor moon or you could be like a goth cheerleader i mean you could just build any yeah you know kind of costume you want and um and that's this is my very limited exposure <laughs> to the genre of battle royale games. No man. So like what you're describing. So even the uh, the character creation like aspect is part of it. What um so yeah the because I know that's actually uh, rewinding back to season one. That's a big thing that you care about is a uh, customization customizability of your avatar, um, and that's a thing so you can unlock different uh like generally in like i'm really so so you kind of stalled me when you said that like your character actually becomes more potent which is which is in line like basically as your vampire levels up um you become more of a uh, like a boss ass bitch but in the like generally in like PUBG or call of duty warzone or um you know battlefield firestorm which uh, you know i think was a failure um fortnite and stuff the character potency remains the same, but you know, your skins become cooler um, and stuff nice. like that. But what it seems like to me, I'm gonna have to check this out, is that maybe, like if your character in Blood Hunt really does um, increase in strength or, or at least like unlock certain abilities, that, that, that rings true to me for something like, like Dead by Daylight, which I thought was a really cool thing. Um, because I've played other 
um, I don't know what you call that style of game that Dead by Daylight is, but I See, love the I idea. I think that is yeah. a MOBA. Like, that okay. is... Um, there's no like last person survive or like uh, asynchronous horror mode. Right, but you're you know? but you level up your class, right? Um, and so I think yeah, you do unlock things as you go. Yeah, and then I will say, um, you know, yeah, Fall Guys, it's all cost, it's costume customization. You're all the same. You all literally can just jump yeah, yeah, and yeah. slide and run. That's it. Um, what it appeared to be for Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is that if they are putting together matches or battle royale matches and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, rounding to the closest level, like Dead by Daylight does as a MOBA, um, if you're all level 1 through 12s and then, you know, that's 50 players and then after that it's like, okay, 13s through 20. Sure. Um, I'm assuming the those abilities that unlock are scaled you know what i mean so everyone's going to get them you know they're everyone's going to get them and so it won't be fair it won't be unfair because everyone at a similar level will be grouped together anyways you know that's what i was wondering yeah and there's another one that i found out i just googled it too and there's another one that i play a lot and you didn't know it was a royale (laughs) no like tetris 99 yeah yeah Yeah. no i haven't played it but i see it on twitch a lot um yeah it's free on uh switch it's it's streamed all the time yeah and it is literally like you have a hundred people that log in and you're playing Tetris and every single time you get a line score, multiple line score, it adds, it like screws other players and you're just trying to <laughs> as fast as possible screw the other players to, to kill them. And then, you know, there can only yeah. be one Tetris winner who's, and it's the person who survives the longest. Yeah. It's like classic survival of the fittest, or I, I guess since you made the, you made the reference. It's a classic Highlander. Um, but the, there um, could be only there one. Be only yeah, one. You're, you're right. That is totally. But, but think, think, think there's, there's two mechanics that I think are like really interesting um, about battle royales that kind of impact their longevity. Um, one is to your point, like what is the, um, again, I don't have a phrase for this, but it's not, it's not how does it level. It's like what, what, what changes? What what brings you in? Like, um, like when we're talking about like RPGs, we're talking about or like a or specifically something like um World of Warcraft or The Division is like what is like the end game content? The point where like after you level up, um, what changes about the event? What special circumstances are there, um, that like keep the keep you keep players returning um and for so so PUBG, um one of the reasons that PUBG i think failed and it's still going on and maybe they've fixed it but one of the reasons that fortnite was able to slip in under this is that um PUBG basically was the same map was single map uh same gameplay for months and months and months right like nothing really changed no events and what fortnite did kind of um expertly is they not only had like events and it wasn't just skins on the original map, like, Oh, now it's nighttime or whatever. But it's like, it's like, bam, here's fucking Thanos. <laughs> and like he's part of your game and he's going to, you know, snap his fingers or he's going to murk all of you bitches. Um, and you know, and then, you know, I guess kind of dovetailed with that. Um, the thing that really makes a battle Royale stand out is their engineering. So because, and it's interesting to watch, like as, as a product like engineer or a product manager or a UX person is that over time, 
you really can see the engineering of one of these games precisely based off how well and unique the events are. And of course, like, you know, whether or not there are any bugs or problems of uh, balance um, throughout the game. PUBG failed on both and got totally eclipsed by all of these other games. But something like Fortnite does it pretty expertly. And like I said, you can really appreciate the quality of that engineering of a game because the their events are truly unique like um and and bananas and they change the entire tactics of the map so the time and like what what i'll be curious to see about with blood hunt is like well right now you know Prague's on fire that's the theme what's the next one right um oh yeah there could be like werewolves at it that would be badass so you actually, know werewolves are in world of darkness right um 100 so if, if <laughs> a werewolf would fuck some people up though <laughs> like um well that's the thing so if it's literally an agent of chaos where there's one you know that basically you can maybe stun it but you can never kill it you know yeah. and then it's like okay we have to run away from it Design Thinking Games is an affiliate of Space Engineers. Space Engineers is a sandbox game about engineering, construction, exploration, and survival in space and on planets. To find out more about Space Engineers or its new DLC, Warfare 2, go to designthinkinggames.com slash spaceengineers, or just go to our website and click on the banner. you play predator hunting gowns that's asynchronous horror like dead by daylight you have four marines or and then uh one predator or one killer and four survivors right much like friday the 13th with jason versus the counselors however what i like about predator hunting grounds is that each of the type of marine you are it's like this is a scout no this is a sniper this is like the guy who's the medic they all had different kind of abilities, right? Yeah. And so what I noticed about Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is like the Nosferatu can hide. He can stealth. He can blend in. Um, however, where, you know, the Bruja is much more of a melee fighter. Okay. Right. And then, like everyone can wield bats and everyone can shoot guns, you know, but there's also a type of vampire, which I did not, I don't remember the clan, but there was a tracking one. And so it's kind of like your tracker to where like. Was it Gangrel? I don't know. I wouldn't know if you said just because I can't remember. (laughs) And I literally only played it a little bit. But that's a vampire who literally can sense other vampires and then can track them. And so so what happens is, is essentially like you can drain the blood of humans and just kind of get more life, heal and come back. Sure. But if you kill another vampire, you can diablery them? Yes. Is that right? They have diablery in this game? I think it gives you, you do it. I got it done to me a couple times. <laughs> so, um, and so it's really cool. I, I definitely want to get your kind of thoughts on it, you know, but because it does have kind of, it has classes that have yeah. different s- skills, but there's also levels, but it's a level playing field. But, and I didn't even get involved enough to see like um, costume customization, but I would assume yeah. that that's like, you know, this is the first release. If it's popular, and it seems to be, because as I know from PAX East, what actually makes a game 
uh, dictates its popularity um, and its success is how many people add it to their PlayStation or Steam wish list or whatever the other equivalent it is for whatever platform. Interesting. And so based on how many people have it on their wish list, then they're like, oh, this is going to be successful or not. And so I know a lot of people have already been playing it and streaming it. Um, so I assume there's costume pieces like you can make and customize. So not every Nosferatu or Gangrel has to look the same. I feel like there's something player experience wise, not just that tickles the one side of a coin, which is like the um, the fun enjoyment piece of like these quick 15 second matches. You know what I mean? But then also the other side, which is um, the competition to see like how can how long can you last? Like how good are you? And like none of the games are ever longer than like what five, fifteen minutes, something like that. Can be. And yeah. so it's it's really fun because you can just keep playing. You can get like four or five games in, you know, in a half hour. Wow. I mean, yeah, because like when you play like PUBG, like you can have a map that goes on for you know thirty minutes. Um, uh, and so one of the things I think is true uh, about a good battle royale is that you can, you know, the goal is to be last person standing. And you do not have to do that through violence, right? So one of the oh yeah, you could just hide, right? Well, you can you can try to hide or gather resources, like um, you know, and there's sort of there's there's an element of like luck in the draw. Like one of my favorite scenario, uh, sessions, like like back before PUBG was getting shit on by everything, before Fortnite like uh, showed what showed everyone what battle royale could be, was um, was basically I was playing two man servers, so duos. And, um, and, uh, we ended up being in my, my partner and I ended up being in the top 10. Um, and at this point the ring had narrowed down, um, into, uh, kind of like, a like the, the edge of like a village, right? So like, uh, so there's a little bit of like, like open grasslands and it incorporated a couple of houses and basically the winner, like somebody basically spent, a good chunk of at least like the last 10 minutes of the map or whatever, luckily in the right enough spot, like where they just were in one of these buildings and they, and they held it down. Basically what happens is like the reality is like the better equipped and the better positioned person won. So, so yeah, like so we, we just got mowed down because somebody had like a, like uh, acquired, they had taken over a house that someone else had been camping in. So it had a ton of resources in there. They had all the armor. They had like level three helmets, level three backpacks, level three bottle body armor. And they were poking their, like big ass like machine gun out of the window, you know, just mowing down people who are coming up, and then uh, you end up just you know dying because they're in a much better position than you, and yeah. like so. But but the idea is like they could have won, and maybe they did, killing only one person the entire time. The circle really does narrow down. Uh, this is you know we're, we're we're talking about a genre, so who knows how? Oh, so how it'll we... force you into a death field, and one of you yes. will die first. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. see. Okay. That makes okay. So it, it's a really interesting yeah, so game sorry. because I'm you like can totally be new to this genre. No, I know nothing about this. You, so. but, but you're not new to it. You've just never like seen the. Yeah, you, you've participated in several, but you've just never like connected the dots. And now I guarantee that when you go in and watch Blood Hunt, or you know, so you you end up playing another one, you will see this genre for what it is. You'll be like, oh, I now have nice. a word for this. It's really cool because like, you know, it's not often that you see like a new type of gameplay, like something is like uh, some kind of team deathmatch. Even, you know, my current game of choice right now of the evening is remains hell at loose. 
That's team deathmatch, right? It's squad-based team deathmatch. You know, you can put like some feathers in the cap to like make it unique, but it's not super often when you have like a new type of multiplayer game, right? Um, and that's something that's like pretty cool. So we very much appreciate uh, you listening. Uh, we're a budding podcast, so if you could rate us um, or subscribe, we would appreciate it. We are on Twitch, TikTok, and Twitter. Please feel free to connect with us there. We also have super affordable advertising spaces as well as uh, Patreon tiers. Apart from that, you can connect with us on designthinkinggames.com. And maybe you'll find us in Blood Hunt. Blood. thank you for listening to the design thinking games podcast you only have so much time and it means a lot you shared it with us to connect with your hosts michael or tim visit design thinking games on tiktok twitch and twitter dms are open you can also check out designthinkinggames.com where you can request topics, ask questions, or see what else is going on. Until next time, game on.